Recorded live at 4 Z Studios Brisbane on 102.1 FM. And broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. You're listening to Zed Games. With 10 years experience and over 500 episodes, Zed Games brings you the best in gaming news, reviews, community and culture. Want to reach out? Message us on Facebook at ZEDGamesAU. Welcome, friends of all designs. This is Zed Games. Uh, Zed games. That, that's what we, that's what we're called. We've been called it for a while. Yeah. I think at least. What exciting. did the intro say? Like three least, three years. At least three years. Sweet. I hear it's closer to thirteen now. Oh, that's nice. Um, my name is Paul, and joining me tonight, Azara. Hello. And Melee on the line. Ooh, hello. That's right. Where are they? The afterlife. I hope not. The sewer? I, I also hope not. It's one of those. It's one, one of those, those two. No! Mainly. I which. <laughs> Get out of this house. <laughs> I don't, I, as a teenager, <laughs> the sewers looked very appealing. What are you what? talking about? I was, you know. There, there, were the, there were the turtles. And have you ever been urban exploring and not suddenly died in a flash flood? Uh, I have never. Oh, it's great fun. I highly recommend it and the not dying in a flash flood bit. So negate the first part of my recommendation. Uh, so don't okay. go in sewers. Also, don't go into storm drains. But they're cool. They but are don't very do it. cool. Don't do it, but they're very cool. Go to the big flood like plane underneath Tokyo, you know, yeah. that's made so that it can absorb a tsunami. That's so cool. It's so bizarre. It feels like a boss arena. Anyway, this is a show about video <laughs> games. Uh, we talk about video games because we played video games and we want to play more video games. And if you like video games, I hope you enjoy them. But uh, for right now, we're actually going to listen to some news. And you won't believe it. It's about video games. No. What? This week in gaming news. More in Activision Blizzard Microsoft news. The EU Commission into Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard has been approved after an extensive investigation. Microsoft has agreed to provide free licenses for the next 10 years to cloud streaming services, allowing residents in the European Economic Area to stream Activision Blizzard games on any cloud platform, addressing the competition concerns identified by the Commission. However, the merger still faces challenges with the FTC filing in the US and continues to be blocked pending appeal in the UK. In other Activision Blizzard news, the company has abandoned its original plans for Overwatch 2's separate co-op PvE mode, a major selling point that got players to move somewhat objective-free from Overwatch 1 to 2. Now the game will incorporate co-op gameplay and experiences into the live service model, disappointing fans who have been eagerly anticipating the depth and progression of the original vision. These views have been best summarised by the user UchihaGod53. The f*** was the point of Overwatch 2 then? Zelda, good, bad, and the ooh, look at the pretty colours. Fans have been disappointed at the release of The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. With a player finishing the game in just over an hour and a half, speedrunner Gymnast86, the inability to pet dogs, and the lack of unlimited bombs. Despite this, Tears of the Kingdom has received overwhelmingly positive reviews with around 97 on Metacritic and OpenCritic, making it the highest rated game of 2023 and the highest rated Switch game to date. The critical success of Tears of the Kingdom has made it the biggest Zelda game launch in the UK and is expected to be one of the biggest and best-selling games of the year worldwide. Players can look forward to more in the future with series manager and producer of Tears of the Kingdom Eji Onama stating that the future Zelda series games will continue to embrace the open world format introduced in Breath of the Wild. 
Anoma compares this shift to how Ocarina of Time established a format for subsequent Zelda games in the late 90s. Amazon doubles down on Lord of the Rings MMO. After talks broke down between Tencent and Amazon in 2021, Amazon decided to abandon their stake in a Lord of the Rings MMORPG. However, the rights of the franchise recently reverted to Middle-Earth Enterprises, leading to new discussions with Amazon and the eventual partnership between Amazon's New World team and the Embracer Group. The game is currently being pitched as an MMO separate from the Lord of the Rings projects, rather aiming for gameplay experiences over faithful adaptation with an over 20 year lifespan. However, Lord of the Rings Online fans are not worried about this game taking over the franchise, even in the face of potential service shutdowns and resource allocation, instead pointing to the lacklustre performance of Amazon's MMO New World. And here are some tasty gaming butts. You can finally 100% the Burning Shores DLC of Horizon Forbidden West, now that they've added the one brimshine sliver so you can finally buy and upgrade everything. In a new acquisition to the gaming community, sea lions have become gamers, with the US Navy's spike traversing maze without fishy bribery and showing delight when winning games. And finally, the relaxing co-op-al game Power Wash Simulator has hit 7 million users, making us ask the question, why meditate when you can simulate? And now for some upcoming games. On Friday 19th, build your own racer in LEGO 2K Drive, coming to everything. Monday, May 22nd, Multiplayer Tactical Roguelike Inkbound comes to PC. Tuesday, May 23rd, save the post-apocalyptic world in the tactical RPG Miasma Chronicles, or save it as a platforming pixie preservationist in After Us, both coming to PC and next-gen consoles. Or lighten up with a cartoonish platform shooter Glitchbusters stuck on you coming to PC, PS4 and Switch. Explore the hand-painted puzzle platformer Planet of Lana coming to PC and Xbox. Hit the nostalgia nerve with Puzzle Bobble Every Bubble on the Switch. And Star Trek Resurgence is coming to PC, PlayStation and Xbox. And on Thursday, May 25th, the sequel to Do Not Feed the Monkeys, Do Not Feed the Monkeys 2099 is coming to PC and Switch, The Lord of the Rings Gollum is coming to PC, PlayStation and Xbox, and lastly, Tennis Manager 2023 is coming to PC. And that's all this week in Gaming News. Thank you for that news, Toby. Uh, very well newsed. Um, I too, um, as many people, have been enjoying Tears of the Kingdom. Um <laughs> Which I don't know. Do we? Do we? Yeah. Let's expose Toby. He didn't know if it was tears or tears. I that that message confused me so much. Yeah, yeah. Because he just asked, "Is it in text? Is it tears or tears?" It's like, like, what are you talking huh? about? So he had to use gifts. Someone crying or something being ripped. It's like, ah, uh, think about it, man. It's always good to make sure. Perhaps the kingdom is tearing apart. Well, it, well, but the thing is, it is, and it's also in tears. Is it in tears? Oh, no. it's being torn apart. What was that, Maui? It, it's, is it being... Is it in tears because it's being torn apart? Yes. 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 It's, it's, it's being torn and is now in tears and we are in tears because of the torn, teared kingdom. Te- te- yes. yes. Great. This is, this is what you come here for. So um, yeah. what, the, what the F was the point of Overwatch 2 then? Oh, I mean, the point of Overwatch 2 was so they could change the monetization model without going back on everything they said they weren't going to do with Overwatch 1. Thank you. Thank you for summarizing that up for the listeners. Um, Blizzard is an extremely cynical company these days. Um, I've been quite cynical about the company for a long time, uh, but I'm also 
older, so my golden years were, you know, in the mid-90s when yeah. a lot of you were, you know, You're very much in scamps. your um, old man, Nelson like Cloud phase. Ooh, it was better when they were making Lost Vikings and rock and roll racing. <laughs> what um, is... <laughs> I mean, like, what? I don't even know what they were going to do with the PvE. Like, oh, I really wanted to see what it could be, because you would hope it maybe would take some hints from Titan, the mm. MMO it originally was. Yeah. Like... Because everyone, people that like Overwatch, and I, I like the core gameplay, but I never. It's a lot you know, of fun. Yeah, I wasn't. I don't obsess about many games, honestly. But yeah, you know, I had fun with it and moved on. But going about the story, and I just look at them and say, "What story? What, what are you talking about? There? There's nothing in the game. Sure, yeah. they've got things auxiliary online, but that doesn't count as the in-game story. So I was really excited to see what they possibly could make in- interesting in-game and make me care about these characters on more of a. It's a cool cowboy. Huh. It's like she's good for cosplay. It's just like it's yeah. been um it's been very fun and a little sad because like I remember sort of in the early days of Overwatch when it first came out everyone a lot of the fandom were like oh, oh here's a f- here's like here's a little line that a character made and was like the fandom was just like we're going to grab that line and we're going to extrapolate from there oh, and yeah. we've built these really complex backstories for these characters and then when Blizzard was like well we might do a PvE thing we might do some some fun little story thing we might uh, tie some stuff together and everyone was like ooh we imagine what it could be and what it could be is a lie <laughs> <laughs> now there is still PvE content coming mm, in but just not um, in the campaigny form that they said so not in a form that I care about yeah. but I'll give them at least you know I'll be honest to that. It's not all cancelled. It's just not it, oh, what was but promised. All the skill progression trees and anything yes, like that that's is all gone. gone. Yeah, it's, it's just forget about it. Forget you about it. Hey, I'm doing an ethnic stereotype of some descriptions. Now you can't tell what accent that was, so I am safe. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I actually just think I did three random um, of the bad stereotypes of the same ethnicity. I'm supposed to... Oh, no. Anyway! So you're listening to Zed Games, is that it? You're listening to Zed Games. You're listening to Zed Games. Hello, you're listening to Zed Games. 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 Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. This is Zed Games. Welcome back. Woo! Welcome back to you, Zara. I'm back. I never left. And a welcome back to you, Maylee. Hi. Um, the crew is all here. Uh, and uh, since the crew is all here, it's time to celebrate with a review. <gasps> and I think, Zara, this is the first time we've been in the studio together for yonks. For ages, yeah. So you don't normally do this. but No, now, I'm really excited. Now it's time for what we do Ooh. on my shows. Get ready for a review from Zara. It's going to be another fun game. You've got 100 for this one different. We'll find out in a second when Zara does a review. That was, that was beautiful. Oh, wonderful thing. I mean, that's pretty much why I put me on this episode with you. I was just like, I really need, I, I need <laughs> so we can, this. We, we can vamp in the that. review intros. Yeah. Um, but you know what? There's nothing quite like farming. It's hard work and often rather thank- thankless. It takes a tremendous amount of effort, time, fortitude and stubbornness to make the land work with you. You're fighting against the weather, the unpredictable disease, locusts and mice plagues. But there's something kind of magical about it. Tiny seeds bursting into a full harvest with nothing more than soil, water and sun. Defending these crops against trials that are impossible to prevent or defeat. Knowing that there are people depending on these crops, your family helping to feed other families. It's a bit lonely perhaps, 
daunting, impossibly impossibly complicated, despite being such a simple formula. Homestead Arcana is the whimsical, fun, and infinitely less hard work farming simulator with a lot of magic. In a 3D stylized world and a few characters by your side, such as your familiar Huckleberry, you'll face some undefeatable forces yourself, such as the Miasma, a toxic, twisted cloud that has enveloped most of the world, corrupting everything within, threatening to consume you too, to fill your lungs with poison and drag you down. You will find your little plot of farmland meters away from the Miasma, the wall of purple fog a constant reminder of its presence. And somehow, you need to establish a farm here to supply food and supplies for various communities. You will start with some minimal supplies, a worn-out tent for shelter, a single corn seedling, some bits and bobs. You will learn to plant the seedling in an appropriate spot, to water and compost it, and to channel magic into it, accelerating the growth. Balance is key here. Too much magic and you'll invoke blight upon the... (laughs) Upon the poor plant, you see, you can't really rush farming. You can coax it, encourage it, set it up to thrive, but have some patience or the game will force you to be patient. So no time skip. Ah. Like at most, you can sleep through the night. That's 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 natural time travel sleep. I mean, that is what it is. Like I, I also like to call it transportation because sometimes, um, it hasn't happened recently. But sometimes uh, when I fall asleep on the couch, I end up in bed. Mm. Um, that hasn't happened for a couple of decades. I don't know why. <laughs> um, once once the crop grows, you can harvest it. Of course, it will continue to grow more crops. But with your harvest, you'll find yourself with multiple options. You can cook it once you learn how to build a grill. You can turn it into a potion with some other materials once you have a cauldron. You can sell it to the traveling merchant or you can fulfill requests. You see, you will get mail. Ravens will arrive with letters, of course, some of which are from your family, old teachers or friends who can give advice or send supplies or just give you a bit more information about Huckleberry, who I think is 300 years old and looking fantastic for his age. You will also get requests of all sorts from all sorts. A surge in demand for lavender, or someone wanting every type of tea possible. There's quite a variety, and nearly all of them will require time to fulfill. And once the request is fulfilled, you can send it off yourself via post. It's so satisfying seeing the mail coop fill up with what I call package pigeons, ready to deliver these precious parcels. And I feel like I need to point out, the pack when you put in a package, it sort of turns into a pigeon shape. And it, it's a lot. It's a pigeon parcel. It's a pigeon parcel. Um, it's, it's all there in the name. Now, does a farming witch only farm? No. Of course, you need to find a way to solve the miasma problem once and for all. Which I thought seems... that was going to be a riddle. <laughs> uh, answer my riddles three, and you'll find that the miasma seems like an impossible task. However, this is where that fortitude and stubbornness, stubbornness come, into, come into handy. It's much less overwhelming when you find a really, really cool plague doctor-like mask that allows you to move through the miasma without it killing you, for a little while at least. And in this way, you can explore the ruins the miasma had claimed, including the old old homestead of your late Aunt Tilly, whom Huckleberry had once been a familiar to. Your aunt and the ruins you come across are instrumental in your progress. You will find supplies, crops, upgrades, journals, strange and dangerous creatures, and precious resources in the miasma. 
And somehow the genius of the past and the present must meet, combining into a force that is capable of fighting back against the miasma. There are upgrades and potions to make this possible. Potions that allow you to see dangers easily or to ghost past them entirely. Pushing your abilities is essential. And when you're tired of pushing your abilities, return to the farm. Tend to your crops. Talk to Huckleberry. Find out what his old kitty mind has to offer. Give him some catnip tea. It's a slow game, but never in a way that is tedious. I'll often tend to my crops, send off some packages, and then go explore. Eventually, I built myself a proper home. I expanded my wardrobe so I now look extremely slay. I write letters to request information about the world, magic, the past, and the mundane. It's a busy world, which is reflected auditory and visually. Everything is so vibrant and colourful. Huckleberry is cat-like enough that I want to scoop him up, but also a little odd-looking. The cloud of miasma is forbidding. The corn and tomatoes I grow look so good. I want to eat the corn pudding in this world. I've never even heard of corn pudding. I, I bet you know what it's like, though. I think it's pretty good. I think it's <laughs> going to be delicious. Corn, um, corn's good. <laughs> corn is good. Uh, the sound of magic glows in the background, a hum that speaks to a complex melody between magic and nature and the positive or twisted effects it can have. Huckleberry has the most complete voice acting, and for good reason. He is always by his side. Except in the miasma, that, but that won't stop him for wait, from waiting for you nervously. He's got a warm voice with, a, with the slightest drawl, and I don't find it annoying after a while. The music is understated, serving as a backdrop to the events in the setting, with it taking on an etheric tone in the miasma, and a brighter one once you're out in the sun farming. Homestead Arcana is a really relaxing, really busy game, in the way that farming sims tend to be. I'm busy all the time, my actions structured around the growing cycle of my crops, and in order to progress you have to take time to explore to improve your abilities and become stronger and smarter. You need to find solutions to the miasma, but you're not alone. You have Huckleberry, of course, keeping a parano paranoid eye on you. But you also have your Aunt Tilly, who you get to know over time. You get to learn about this world, how to push your abilities, and how to be patient. It's a beautiful, satisfying game, and one I'd rec wholly recommend for those who are intrigued by the phrase, a witchy farming sim. Homestead Arcana was developed by Serenity Forge and is available on PC and Xbox. I also played on <laughs> There ends the formal part of your uh, review. Um, so um, I haven't played Homestead Arcana, uh, Arcana, however you prefer. I I go both ways. It's just like um, <laughs> sort of a flitch your boat, you know. Um, so I, I thought it was of interest. Um, unlike sort of most small like indie level um, farming games, this is third person um 3d yeah uh is it how how's it performing that is it it's like, pretty it good movement fun uh, you got a broom movement is it's not very complicated you can yeah. pretty much only just like walk run you don't broom. really do broom can you jump mm, i don't know you can't jump, you no, can't jump, jump. Is right. how often do you jump in real life oh hang on hang on hang on hang on that's why I, I go to play video games I just for jumped. escapism. Jumping yeah. has just happened. Yeah. Um, you want jumping Jack Flash. Um, mm -hmm. I also just want to ask with um, like going to the miasma and like there being some sort of nasties around, is there any level of 
actual like combat engagement or is it just av- avoiding things? It's mostly about avoiding things. Uh, you don't really die, die. Uh, you get a sort of... If you do uh, fall in the miasma, mm. um, Huckleberry will... He describes it as you getting washed out of the miasma as if you are being washed up onto shore. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's very worried. He's very wor- concerned about your health and safety. Well, that's old, old Huckleberry for us. Yeah, you know, you know, he's just looking out for you. Uh, I have to say, um, Huckleberry is adorable. I know. He's so cute. I mean, he's like 300 Giant years old ears. and enormous ears. <laughs> and I keep trying. I keep. I mean, now he's our king. Now he's our king. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but like, I just love. I love him. He's my favorite. I will feed him every day. He. Do, I don't. He doesn't need to eat, but it just makes me feel better. He's uh, there for emotional support. I like a uh, emotional support, Huckleberry. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, one last time. That is Homestead Arcana. Homestead Arcana. Homestead. 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 Homestead Arcana. You okay? Are you okay, Paul? I'm all right. Continuing the trend of. <laughs> Here comes a review. This one's a little bit different. I'm gonna try and sing instead of doing something else today. But this song hey. isn't about the game It's just a song I'm singing for myself Oh no, the music ended and I'm still continuing Shut up, Paul no, Just I'm do a review it. Okay, uh, cool So, uh, we are going to talk about another Fisherman's Tale This is from uh, Inner Space VR They, perhaps unsurprisingly, previously made a VR game called A Fisherman's Tale No uh, A Fisherman's Tale would be among my peak VR games to give people an experience of um, it was a small story, probably would take most people an hour, hour and a half to play through. Uh, it was a very simple concept. You were a fisherman in a lighthouse and you were trapped there by a storm. But in that lighthouse was a model of the lighthouse. Um, and you would take the roof off that model and you would look in and you would see a little fisherman inside there who's taken the, the, the roof of his lighthouse. And then you would look up and see a gigantic fisherman has taken the roof off your lighthouse. Terrifying. Uh, so it played with recursion and this sort of fractal idea. Yeah. Uh, later sort of expanded by the game Marquette, uh, which came out last year by Annapurna, well, published by Annapurna. Uh, but I don't think they did anywhere near as good, partly because they extended it too far. It's an idea with lots of fun, but a limited amount of fun. Like, yeah. how many things can you really do with it? You've got to contain it. Yeah, so it was a really contained experience and I really liked it. So as PSVR 2 came out, which I purchased because I was sad, um, <laughs> um, you know, there wasn't really a lot of new games coming. And then they announced another Fisherman's Tale, which got me really, really excited because it is one of my top tier games to play. So I got code for it uh, and I was very excited to jump in. And my question was, how will they extend the concept? So the answer is they didn't. So in Fisherman's Tale, uh, you're not actually the fisherman. You are, but you're not. You're a puppet of the fisherman, uh, right. a, mari- a marionette. Right. So what they did with the sequel was they said, okay, if you're playing this marionette and the, wrap ar- the wrapping around these sort of these chapters is actually the uh, fisherman's daughter packing up his stuff in the cellar because he's a model maker. Mm-hmm. So you, he's, she's picking up a model and then going through the stories that her father used to tell her. Oh. Uh, but you play the marionette. Uh, so not only are you reliving Bob's adventures that he told his daughter, but you have the powers of a puppet, which in this case means uh, you start the game uh, washed up on a shore and you're just ahead. 
because you've been smashed to pieces. Right, yeah. Uh, but you can control each part of your body independently. Oh. So you can launch your left hand, launch your right hand. You can then crawl them around the environment. Uh, you can pull off your head and throw it somewhere so you can get a different perspective and your legs uh, and torso move independently. So quite often you'll be solving a puzzle by throwing your head somewhere and walking around and still moving your arms around but you're seeing it from a third person perspective uh, and like grabbing things or like, well, what if I shoot my hand through here and it can scuttle along a pipe and then grab a key and then I'll pull it back. Um, so it's way more ambitious and the levels are much bigger because of this. There's traversal. One of the other neat tricks is uh, your hands are replaceable. So very early on you meet a crab. Big, big option in our, our, our group. Yeah, and you get to... And you take his claw. He gives it to you willingly. because uh, oh, he, nice. he wants a, He wants a wooden hand. So you get his claw and you just replace your hand with it. And now you can snip things. Uh, and there's a few other variations in that. Um, so... This all sounds pretty good, and there's a lot of variety in these interactions. Part of the problem of it being more ambitious, however, is that it is a less focused adventure, and it feels a little bit more... um, It's more restricted in that because the limitations, the level, you can't actually explore outside of areas. You're having to move around more, Mm -hmm. and so you can do teleport or natural locomotion, um, which is fine. But, yeah, it's not... It's not really an action game or anything. So the and there's lots of items in the world that you can't interact with because they're not plot pertinent. Whereas in the first game, pretty much everything in that lighthouse was there because it was part of the puzzle. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it's it's bigger. It's more. It takes you longer to finish. It'll take probably most people, let's say four to five hours, maybe. Um. So yeah. So I think it's five or six main chapters, and each one will probably take about an hour or so. Um. So it's good. It's just not a solid foundation. Like, I wouldn't give this to someone new to VR. Mm, also, yeah, it does sound very disorientating. As, as far as controls go, your head off somewhere else, you're controlling your body somewhere else, and then you're crawling around two hands doing separate things. You actually kind of need a bit of dexterity, and un- like it's easy to forget what the hell you're doing. Um, did, did you yeah. ever experience any moments of like you feeling like you need to get down to the ground and crawl around as if you are trying to mimic your body parts in game? Not because re- because the hands are so separate, they're attached by strings. Oh, okay. So they're sort of flopping around you anyway. Um, and there's without giving up because the interactions are the fun things. Mm. So I'm not spoiling them all. Um, you get to do other things with your limbs that you control other devices and things. Um, but it's also even just like um simple thing. You need to go up an elevator. The crank is at the bottom. You just throw your hand on the crank. You walk onto the elevator and then you're just in midair moving your arm like you're at the crank, but the hand's actually four feet away over there. Um, so really Was unique, really cool. Disorienting? I feel like that would mess with my mind. I mean, like it sounds really good and entertaining i didn't find it so um i am particularly like i've literally done days where i have like a headset scrapped to my face (laughs) and i can see myself in a third person through like a security monitor or something so i kind of like playing with those ideas i think it i think it's i think it's actually pretty solid i don't think anyone's gonna get disorientated about it um the other thing that was a bit of a slight for me is that it's very long cutscene heavy Oh. Uh, which is not my way of telling a story in games. I don't really like cutscenes generally. Um, I would rather someone tell me a story through gameplay and when I'm doing something. So there's quite yeah. a bit of like, well, now I've just got to sit here and listen to some people talk for a few minutes. And yeah. it's probably really only a couple of minutes, but I'm an impatient man. And when you're like um, experiencing that all like as if you're there, I'm putting it on quotation marks with the VR headset, I feel like you might be more grounded in the moment and you feel... You feel the time a bit more. I, I, yeah, I also, 
it, even though it is an emotional story, like it's going through the relationship of these characters, but it is being told to you through puppets with, my name is Bob and this is my accent. Like uh, it's not the it's it's not going to draw you in as an emotional story really yeah. it's not it's hard to you know have pirates yelling at each other and go like I understand the underlying metaphor and it's touching my heart it's like yeah I get it okay <laughs> I get where you're going can for. I can I can I jump in the ocean again now and swim around okay cool could you are you saying you, you don't can. have empathy for, for pirates uh for puppet pirates oh. no. I have real pirates. Yes. I have empathy for pirates. Do you mean the pirates that get a movie, or pirates that um, pillage? I dropped the word. The ones uh, that pillage. <laughs> the uh, cool ones. Well, let me tell you what I think about pirates. What I think. About- <laughs> hey. Thanks for piracy is a crime. Piracy is a crime. All forms of piracy can be. You know, I, I often dabble in the uh, Reddit piracy community. It's very interesting. What I find is that you get uh, a small subset of people that uh, try to justify piracy as a moral right. <laughs> but I do enjoy that the majority of the community seems to be like, no, 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 no. We just like free stuff. We know we're bastards. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, I guess I could respect that. That's like, they're not standing for anyone pretending they're standing up to the man. It's, it's like, like, no, no, no. We want free thing. We take. It's like, oh, okay, you're scamps. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I yeah, all okay. right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovable right. little guy. Yeah. No. Yeah. I like how if you're going to be a, if you're going to be a baddie, own up to it. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. We're all baddies in some way. Who, who yeah. hasn't who ha- uh, accidentally yeah. stolen gum? And I mean, you know, like ethically, on you know, like a existential form, aren't we all part of systems that crash? And- anyway, this is Ed Games. <laughs> We're uh, about to say goodbye. Uh, it's been a wonderful episode. Uh, we've uh, listened. We've had some, some witch farming. We've had some witch farming. We've had some, some fishermen. Fishermen puppeting. Some fishermen puppeting. We've had... Uh, some ethnically ambiguous accents. We've had the disembodied voice of Maylee, which is always great. It's awesome. Maylee, are you still disembodied? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that pause was so long. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, she's gone. She's okay. gone. She's finally left us. Well, I told you, I'm, oh, I'm always so here. As such is the as such is the way of things. Move the towards episode. the light or don't. I don't know, your choice. Like, it's up to you. Thank you for listening to Zed Games, the video game show with a video game quite regularly. Um, your video game in seven days' time at the Ooh. same bat channel. Same time, same place, same frequency. With some different people. With some different people. Um, might I might be there. Well, we've got that to look forward to. Yeah. I- uh. <laughs> That sounded more sarcastic than I meant, but oh well. I'm so mean. That's right. The the um <laughs> the conflict begins here. Um, producer v producer. Down we go. Ah, uh, thank you for listening to Z Games, and catch you later, folks. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Z Games. If you'd like to listen to more, check out our podcast on Spotify or follow us on social media at ZED Games AU. See, See you next time. time.